You're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 73 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always, Bob Chichinsky, with my good friend Dog Bark 24. How's it going, my man? It's going pretty good. How are you? I am doing good. Fantastic, as always. Totally excited to be here. Uh how about that? A quick turnaround for, for once for us. Looking pretty good this week and uh the reason we are really pumped to have done this episode is because it's eso october last year we were able to put out like weekly episodes with the theme every week and that was really cool of us this year maybe we'll get two out that would be cool at least well we're at least getting one out for sure this uh october 13th 14th and 15th the theme is Daedric. So we are here recording on the 15th for posterity. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about all the Daedric princes, uh, your interactions, uh, different quests with them in Elder Scrolls Online. And we're going to talk about the, uh, we're going to go over at least the different Daedric planes that you visit throughout your time in ESO. So, yeah, pretty cool. Excited for that. Dogged has uh, prepared quite the show for everyone, and it's it's going to be a good time. So, Dogged, why don't we kick it right off with the news? All right. Well, as far as the news goes, we're uh, in another event. This is a new event, and we are in the Explorers Celebration event, and this is from October 12th to 20th. And then this will give you double gold, double experience, and double resource nodes. And this was announced the day of as a bonus to the ending of the Blackwood event. So it's a pretty cool event. Yeah, it was like they uh, had extra community goals that everyone went out and uh, uh, you know achieved. So they knocked them out really quick, unlocked this. And this is for all of Tamriel. So really, really cool. You can go get double resources all over the place. Double gold experience. Very awesome. I don't even think you have to own Blackwood to uh, participate. It's just for everyone now. Yeah. Pretty cool. Alright, and then uh, we also have news on the Witches Festival event, and this will start on October 21st and end at November 2nd. So we're going to have a double experience from October 12th to 20th, and then the, the entire day of the 20th, we'll uh, you know, that's just a free day, no event. Wow. Then, oh my gosh. There's a free day? Holy Yeah, one free day. They should have just left no free day. <laughs> I didn't think that there was a day in between, but apparently there is. So yeah. They're like you guys get one day off. That's it. <laughs> but for the Witches Festival event, uh defeating bosses will give you plunder schools. And the plunder schools will give you 10 frag or uh, one of 10 fragments for the new witch tamed uh, bear dog pet. You can also get a uh, spooky crafting materials and then the witch's festival recipes and blueprints and then other random stuff that I'll throw at you too. 
So excited. I love Witch Mothers. And then the, uh, and then, uh, whenever you kill the first type of each boss, it'll drop a Jamora Plunder Skull. And the Jamora motif will depend on what type of boss you kill, like Arena, World, Delve, Public Dungeon, Trial Dungeon, or the Incursion bosses. And then an Incursion is the Dolmen, Geyser, Harrow, Storm, Dragon, that kind of thing. Definitely important if you're going to, like, collect all of those to make sure that, uh... I would say start early, so you don't get to the last couple of days and you're like, oh crap, I need to do trial on like 15 different characters. But they're also probably pretty overloaded in the store these days. Yeah, probably because, I mean, this is like the third or fourth time of the Jamora motifs being out now, so. Yeah. But, uh. The uh, Jamora Plunder Schools also have a chance to give you some Witches Festival Ritz, which you use for the Witch Hat and Witch Title. So those are both pretty nice. The Glenomoral Treasure Maps, um, the Glenomoral Armor Outfit Style Pages, uh, the Grave Dancer Weapon Styles, and I think this is new, but they didn't say it was new, so maybe I just didn't realize that that was a thing last year. I did not see those. Yeah. I don't I don't remember that being in there last year, but they didn't say new, so Yeah, I farmed it pretty crazy last year too. Yeah. There's also the new marshmallow toasty treat memento memento. So excited. I want that so bad. It just sounds awesome. I haven't even, I don't even know what it's gonna look like, but I love marshmallows and when they <laughs> melted that's like what it's all about right there. Yeah, that'll definitely be interesting. And then there's also the new Bonefire Memento. What do you think that's going to be like? Uh, a fire made out of bones. <laughs> kind of like a bonfire, but with bones. Oh. Got to get that. Got to get there. You know, your spoopiness in. Oh, they're spooping it up. 100%. Then uh, lastly, there's a new daily quest called the uh, Plucking the Crow, and this is available at either the Witch or the Empresario. And then this is, uh, you're going to have to get 50 Cursed Feathers from Plunder Schools to give you an entry to a special world boss battle. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember reading about that. That sounded really cool. Yeah, that's definitely something that uh, I want to do. So. I don't know if I'll be doing it every day because I don't know, 50, 50 uh, plunder schools every day that can get a uh, real tiring real fast, but maybe. Yeah. You know, at least once. I mean, I know that there's an achievement for getting a hundred plunder schools on a character that I usually get pretty easily. So I should be able to get in there a couple times. Yeah, I definitely plan on going in there at least like a few times. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of new things coming to the Witches Festival event. And this is definitely one of our favorite events that ESO has to offer because, you know, you just got to kill bosses. It's not one that you do quests the entire time. They get like stale after like three days. So. Yeah, one of our favorite things, killing bosses, uh, just like go play the game and you get stuff. That's. Pretty much the best way. That's the way it should always be. 
Well, New Life is also pretty awesome, but the quests do get repetitive, so. Witches Festival still remains the top. Alright, dogs, so is that going to wrap it up for the news? Yep, that's all the news for this week. Pretty much, uh, go live your best double XP life for the rest of the month. Like, get those freaking CP up. You gotta be around, like, 1400 CP to the point where you just start slotting extras, right? Uh, so, yeah, I think so. So Somewhere around there, so people go grind right now. You will, you will regret it if you miss out on it, so... We've got all that good stuff going on for the rest of the month. And now, without further ado, let's get into our ESO October-themed Daedric episode. Let's talk some Daedric, dog. I see that we're going to start here with the uh, all the different planes that you visit, which... Sounds kind of random when you say it like that, like you're going to see a bunch of airplanes or something, but no. The different Daedric planes of Oblivion. Right? Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. So, uh, let's start right off the bat. One of the, probably like, best looking ones well i guess there's a lot of really good looking ones but i've always loved this one and i'll tell why i guess i should just said why after i read it but anyways it's boethia's realm and you see it in the later stages of dragon star arena and uh yeah there you're just like leading up to the mountain the whole time and then you get there it's just like all crazy and like I don't know. It just always was visually, uh, aesthetically pleasing to me. I always thought that that was a really cool arena, and the fact that it takes you into Boethia's realm at the end is pretty cool. And you get a great title from doing that on Veteran Boethia's Scythe, which is pretty cool. Or is it Boethia? I don't know. It is what you make it. Yeah, I definitely pronounce it both ways, so. Yeah, I bet you have, dog. I probably uh, pronounced that like four different ways. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. I agree with that. All right. Next up, we uh, visit the Hercene's hunting grounds. Uh, you do this whenever you become a werewolf. So that's where you go. Woo! <laughs> hey, that's perfect, too, for Halloween, dude. It's the reason for the season. Yeah, it is. Then uh, next we've got Mayrune's Dagons. Oh man, this dude—we we have yet to see the end of him. So you visit the Deadlands even before we're going there. Later, you visit it in City Bash Two. You go through the portal uh, at the end of the you see at the end of City Bash One. That's how City Bash Two starts. There's also the portals in Blackwood. And then, as I was saying earlier, of course, we are going there to adventure around in just a few weeks now. So that is going to be very exciting and fun. And we get to see the conclusion of the Mayrun's Dagon story. So 
Yeah. Definitely uh, see the Deadlands. And we're going to see a lot of the Deadlands. So that's pretty cool. All right. For uh, Mafala, we uh, visit her Spiral Shadows in the sixth round of Maelstrom Arena. And that's kind of based off of her realm. And then we also actually go into her realm of uh, the Spiral Sky in the Cradle of Shadows dungeon. And then the Somerset Story Quest uh, takes you up there as well. So, two different places that we go in there. So, we have the one and only Lord of Schemes himself, Molog Ball, the big bad from the base game. And you may remember a little place called Cold Harbor. That is his own plane of existence, and you get to go visit it at the end of the main story. Uh, you can also just have someone travel you there if you don't want to ever do the main story. And it looks pretty cool. It's a pretty big zone. There's a lot of quests in there. Uh, lots of, like, if you want to go explore, and you know, Daedric Plain, that is pretty much the best place to go, or it was for the, you know, the longest time. Next up, we have Meridia. And she'll take us to the colored rooms after we uh, defeat Molag Ball in that final battle. And then we also go there during the last boss of Depths of Malatar. And he takes us to the colored rooms, so. Those crazy colored rooms. Yep, a lot of people have been wanting a house, uh, some kind of housing up in there. Oh, that would be so amazing. I would freaking love if they did that. Yep. They should. Too good. Like whenever people say we'll spend a lot of money on it, they should they should do it. But then again, probably takes a significant amount of people to create. So you'd probably have to have a significant amount of people buy it. But anyways. So we also visit Namira's realm, the scuttling void, or the dark behind the world as called by the Khajiit in the Ma of Lorkaj. So, yeah, not really a place you want to spend a lot of time in the uh, Master of Disease. Yeah, it's the Prince of Daedric Prince of Disease and all things gross. But there you go. We go there. Yeah, I think that's the uh, only one of the, of like everything that I haven't been to. Well, I guess I have, but I haven't really paid much attention because I've only been in Maldor Kaj, like, twice. Really? Yeah. I don't go into Maul a lot. Yeah, I've definitely been in there a handful myself, but definitely more than twice. It is that older trial, though. Definitely before your time. Yeah. All right, next up we have uh, Nocturnal's Everglow. And we visit that in the Clockwork City in Somerset main stories. And we also go there during the Crowswood Public Dungeon in Stonefalls. And the Shadow Cleft is uh, the delve in the Clockwork City as well. And then to wrap it up, we enter Veramina's Quagmire during Stormhaven's Zone Story. Whew! So, all in all... We visit nine different Daedric planes of existence. That's pretty crazy. Are you do 
Do we not hit the Shivering Isles during that whole Mages Guild storyline and Avea and everything? I don't remember. We might have. Not as a place you could adventure, maybe just like a like a point A to point B, but I don't know. I felt like we did, but I don't know. Maybe we'll have to leave that to the audience. If you guys know, then you'll have to let us know and be like, yeah, we do go there. But uh, that's a lot. Like, it's so awesome that uh, ESO is just, you know, huge and it gets to explore so many things like that going over so many different areas of uh tamriel that just so many of the base games are the you know single player games only get to do so much so really really cool so with that we want to take this little middle portion of the episode before we go to, on to the end to remind you that we are part of the oh so wildly popular robots radio podcast network where you can find not only us but a plethora of other awesome shows at robotsradio.net Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean to have a voice? And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones. and <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words. He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I'm this is Adelaide's Anarch move. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. Told you I had it. Oh, we've all got the creeps going. I love it so much. Right Screechy child. <laughs> My favorite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but better. Thought maybe you might be able to give me a counter-off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. Even support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world. Da-da-da-daedra. That was my uh, that was my best interlude that I could come up with there. Da 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 dog. All right, I rate that you know a solid seven out of ten. <laughs> I, was, I was CEO. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I guess I'll take that. Uh, yeah, there's room for improvement. <laughs> wow. Okay, thank you. There's always room for improvement here. The Red Devil Courier. So let's. Move along to the uh, end of our episode here. Well, the second half, I guess I should say. We're going to go over the different uh, kind of instances where you get to see a lot of these Daedric Princes, uh, some of the different quests and regions that they appear in. So uh, the first one, right off the bat, we're just going to go alphabetical order, even though Azura is on top and probably one of the coolest. So we got Azura, who is going to appear three different times. Uh, well, also, okay, so uh, Azura does some appearing in Morrowind, too. Oh, you have it in there. What the heck? Why can't I not read? 
So Azura is going to appear three times. The first is going to be in Stormhaven, where she helps us against Vermina's plot, because, you know, Azura is the homie. Then the second time, it's a quest in Grotwood by Leloria, which is in the north of Elden Root. And in this one, she's going to ask for your help with Molog the Ball. And uh, anytime anyone needs help against that dude, you're going to want to straight up take that on. And the third time is going to be one of the main ones in the Vardenfell Zone story. It's uh, She has pretty heavy influence there. So if you are a fan of Azura, definitely Vardenfell. Uh, the zone story is a good one for that. All right. Uh, next up, we have Boethia and Deshaun. One of the zone story quests involves her and Magistrix Fox. In Eastmarch, there are two quests at Cradle Crush involving Espera, a giant friend. And Espera is hinted to be one of uh, Boethia's avatars. And then lastly, there is the Dragon Star Arena, where you hear Boethia talking for a few rounds. And then you become her newest champion, you know, if, if you beat the Dragon Star Arena. But then there's also a statue of Boethia inside of the uh, Dragon Star Arena. It is hinted that Boethia takes form as Esper the Regatten from the Deshaun quest, Esper a giant friend from the East March quest, and Esper arena friend from the Dragon Star Arena. And then that's Boethia for you. Both, uh. <laughs> Anyways. Next one is going to be Calavicus Vile and the one and only cute little good boy Barbus. Uh, you first meet Barbus at Willow Grove in Reaper's March, and then later you see him in the Morrowind storyline. Calavicus Vile is involved at Kotharingi and Still Rise Villages in Shadowfen. And Clavix Vile also plays a part in Morrowind and the Somerset main storylines. So if you want to get your Clavicus Vile fill, go get that on, yo. Alright, next up we have a Demi Prince, and this is Fanute Hen. And if that name sounds familiar, that's because you meet them in a Maelstrom Arena. And for as much as this person talks, I figured it was uh, probably a good reason to add him. And then lastly for the this Demi Prince, uh, this is probably the most cruel Daedra, Daedric Princes of them all, and has used, you know, the fatal weapon of RNG to destroy his opponents for many, many years. And ESO is finally, you know, nerfing him, so that's good. And yeah, like I said, probably one of the most uh, cruel Daedra of them all, because you don't see Molag Ball or Marion Stagon. You know, giving one person a Maelstrom Inferno Staff on the first try, while another person is, you know, 100 runs in, uh, and is still trying to get the Inferno Staff, and they still are trying. To this day, they're still trying. Yeah, good old Fawnuit. You know, he does have a pretty good deal of lore behind him, interestingly, and uh, he's kind of an interesting guy. Alright, so this next one is going to be the favorite of one of our good good friends lotus of doom the one and only hermes mora the big tentacle knowledge octopus (laughs) 
Uh, you see him a few different times at Halcyon Lake in Bankerai. Then you also are going to see him at the Vile Man's Public Dungeon in Reaper's March. You can take a look at the Agma Infinium at the end of the quest, and you get a memento called Discourse Amaranthine. So there you go. That's pretty cool. Then at the last time or the third time at Seeker's Archive in Craglorn, there are a few quests that involve both the Celestials and her memoria. You can also find a shrine to good old Hermie out there in Craglorn. And this is one of the few, if not only, Daedric prints there are no housing items for. Wow, we got 8,000 different Daedric prints statuettes for being an ESO Plus, and not one was Hermes Mora. That is absolutely savage because now they're making ones of things that don't even make sense like they just like there's a lion in the wilderness here's a statue of it do you like it like, no please god give me something else or just stop giving me anything at this point um so yeah there you go that's her memorial for you yeah they uh they just really don't want Lotus to have anything for her memoir to place in his house. For real, man. Like, it's kind of savage, but it is what it is. Yeah, they're like, you have a memento for him, so that's good enough. Gonna have to do. All right, next up we have her scene. In Malabar Tour at Tanglehaven Wilding Run, there are quests involving her scene. And then he also has a statue at Wilding Run. In green shade, you are tasked to hunt a pale sunch, and an aspect of her scene will appear after you do it. In Bankrai at the Fallen Grotto, you help reclaim her scene shrine. And then lastly, in the March of Sacrifices dungeon, you go through a great hunt to help Hanu. And then you can find a tiny her scene leading up to the final boss, and then a huge her scene at the end of the dungeon. Yeah, so. I think they got rid of tiny her scene. They did. I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah. I remember someone posting really sad about it on Twitter. <laughs> well, and I don't blame them. I mean, you can still find it at USC. There you USCP, go. USP. That's true. Yeah. So next up, we have Malakoth. And this one you're going to see also three times. First, you help make contact with Malakoth at the Obsidian Scar Public Dungeon in Ruinspire. Then, twice in Rothgar, the first at Old Orsinium, you are tasked to light Malakoth's pyre. I remember that. And then, secondly, at Honor's Rest Catacombs, you need to find the Vengeful Eye. And there's also a Malakoth statue there. So, that's pretty cool. Good old Malakoth. Orc. Daedric Prince. Dude. Next up we have uh, Mayroon Stagon. Uh, Mayroon Stagon is in Mayroon Stagon is involved with both the City of Ash 1 and 2 dungeons. Uh, the Orndon main story has Stagon helping out a kin lady you know in her time of need. And then obviously uh, Dagon is involved with you know the Blackwood, Deadlands and the other two dungeon DLCs of the Here of Oblivion so 
Yeah, we have a lot of uh, Marion Sagan coming up in our future. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it is his year after all. Yep, he gets one special year. He gets one more DLC. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Next, we have the oh, Spider Princess Mafala. And I feel like you see me follow a billion times personally, but in reality, once again, you only see it three times. So I'm starting to see a trend here. So the first is at the Nalata ruins in Bankerai. One of Malfala's spider daedra decides to have some fun with some mortals. Mm-hmm. You have to go see for yourself what kind of fun, but it involves spiders. The second is the Dungeons Crypt of Hearts 2 and Cradle of Shadows, both involve Mafala. And the last is that the Somerset main storyline also is going to have some Mafala up in there. Alright, next up we have a Meridia. Meridia is in the Cold Harbor as the groundskeeper in the Hollow City. Uh, Meridia is also part of the Somerset's own story. And then Meridia is involved at the depths of Malatar Dungeon. So, get a few cases of Meridia. Oh, a whole case of Meridia. I don't know if I can handle the whole case. Well, we have three, so I hope you can. <laughs> then next we have the Big Bad Molag Ball. So in each faction's last zone, which is going to be Bankerai... The Rift, I believe, and Reapers in March. Molag Ball or his Worm Cult is causing chaos, so you gotta deal with that. He is also involved with all the dolmens around Tamriel, and you're gonna hear him uh, send you some love every time you start destroying one. Then, he is not only all that, but he's the main antagonist in the story of the base game, so. Uh, it was, it's always the year of Molag Ball, pretty much. Um, plus, on top of all that, the Imperial City DLC dungeons and zone story also heavily involve the Molag Ball because it is directly uh, involving his plane meld attempt on Nern. So yeah, if that's your dude, you got plenty of content to go. Uh, get some Molag Ball time in. Yeah, he's definitely something that you don't want to have the cases of. For real. <laughs> cases of really horrible things. <laughs> Unspeakable actions. Alright, next up we have Namira. And there's a quest involving Namira at a Xal Ethics and Shadowfen. And then there's also quests at Black Heights and Southern Elsewhere. And that's kind of like the painting one, if I remember correctly. It's a pretty interesting one. Then we have Nocturnal. Nocturnal is going to be involved with the Clockwork City and Somerset Zone storylines. And in Blackwood, there is also a Shrine of Nocturnal with a quest that involves her. So, just a little bit of Nocturnal so far. Alright, next up we have Periite. Uh, he gets mentioned inside of the Scale Collar Peak Dungeon, 
And, you know, he has his uh, statues as part of the final boss mechanics. And Skillcaller because is a great dungeon, so I figured he doesn't really have anything much. But, you know, we can add that one thing for him. Well, there you go. I mean, his soul does, like, come out of, like, uh, Yorin or whatever. He, like, or he does, like, possess them and talk to you at the end of that quest. He's like, I am the lord of uh, disease or, yeah, whatever, plague. Yeah, you're right. Um, Yeah, so there's that. Then for Sanguine, there is a quest in the public dungeon, Sanguine's Demise. So there you go, I would hope so. And that's in Shadowfen. Then in Moongrave Fane, the Holofang clan considered a gift from Sanguine to drink dragon's blood. And yeah, that is a pretty annoying thing because they get pretty powerful. <laughs> what a surprise, dragon's blood makes it powerful. You mean you don't like hearing Grendwolf sing Fushroda? Oh my you, gosh. Like every 10 seconds. <laughs> I literally. <laughs> Alright, next up we have Shiogorath and the Skuma Cat. The uh, Mage's Guild dailies and storyline involves Shiogorath pretty heavily. Uh, South Point and Grotwood also involve Shiogorath. That's a fun little quest. Um. In a serial, Shiogorath teaches you how to wield Ballandrong, and that can be pretty important if you ever pick it up and you want to go kill people with it. And then uh, lastly, at Tenmore Temple in uh, Northern Elsewhere, you get to deal with the Skuma Cat. And that's also a fun little quest. So That is definitely a fun one. And, you know, of course, Shiogorath is a pretty big favorite of the people, so he definitely has a lot of content in there. But anyways... Sheo is definitely up in there, has a good presence. The last one on our list is going to be Vermina. There's two different instances where you're going to run into Vermina. The Stormhaven main story and her nightmares, you're going to be uh, seeing some of that. Then at Scald's Retreat in the Rift, that also involves Vermina. And that is going to do it, which that uh, that wraps it up. And it looks like, yeah, every single Daedric Prince, uh, except Jiglock, as Dog says. But you cannot have Jiglog dogged because uh, Jiglog is Shagoreth. At least during this time period. <laughs> if you have shit, if you have one, you can't have the other. Yeah. And who wouldn't want to trade them, right? Yeah, you're probably right. So that makes sense. Although I guess the people who are affected by uh, who is Shiograth uh, would probably want to trade. <laughs> That's true. They're like, uh, yo, bro. I mean, I remember, um, like, everyone was like, oh, if you want to be, like, super top tier and get all the skill points, you have to do the Mage's Guild, you know, skill line and choose to get the book. Um, 
when the game first came out, it was like really important to get the book to get all as many skill points as possible. And then, uh, but I can never do it because Gabrielle, man, I can't, I couldn't sentence her to that fate of being stuck with Uncle Shea for eternity. Yeah, I think I've always opted out of the skill point too. So, and we have so many nowadays. Yeah. All right, my man. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed us talking about all of the different danger you could go find. And we hope that you found your, uh, or got to hear about your favorite one. Maybe we'll go do some quests with them later on. Uh, that, you know, some good quests to do during the Witches Festival because they, they can be kind of spoopy. So there you go. Dog, let's wrap it up, my man. Where can the people find us? All right, they can find us on Twitter of at Red Diamond Cast. You can also find us on our Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. And then you can find us on our ESO or Xbox Guild of Airs the Red Diamond, which you can join using the Robots Radio Discord on that robotsradio.net. And if you check out our show notes, you'll find all kinds of awesome stuff like links to our sponsors, our socials, ESO-hub.com, where you can find all the best ESO information you could possibly uh, be looking for talking sets and st- uh, skills, stuff like that. Plus, if you guys have any time to give us a review, we would love to shout it out if it's got five stars and some words. And it absolutely, truly makes our day anytime you guys do leave us one. We really, really appreciate it. So if you're looking for me, it's going to be Bob Space Chichinsky on Xbox and Bob underscore Chichinsky everywhere else. Twitter, Twitch, ESO, PC. Dog, what about you? All right. I am all at DogPark24 on ESO, PC, Xbox, and Twitter. So that's where you can find me. Very, very nice, my man. Thanks for hanging out with me again. Uh, talking about some Daedra, preparing the notes and everything. Thank you all for hanging out with both of us. And uh, we'll see you out there in the big, wide world of Tamriel. Have a great, uh, spoopy month. Hopefully we'll try and get some more uh, ESO October content out there for you guys next week. In fact, you know what? I'll freaking guarantee it. We'll see you guys then. Yep, see ya. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's Hell's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions?